Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Turn your Bibles to John, John chapter 5. Jesus is the judge of all the secrets of the hearts of men. Just as the song said, Jesus sees our, our every move. He sees every thought. He sees everything that we do. And the reason he is able to see those things, the reason he is able to judge our hearts is because he is God himself. He is equal with God. The passage we're looking at today will be talking a lot about Jesus' identity, who he is. But it'll also be talking about what role he plays because of who he is. He is the Son of God. He is equal with God. And because of that, he will one day judge each one. One of us. We've looked at two miracles of healing that Jesus has performed. We saw how Jesus healed the little boy of a man who came to him, pleading with him, Come, heal my little boy, heal him. And Jesus didn't have to go anywhere, he didn't have to follow him home or anything, he just spoke the word. Your little boy lives, and the little boy was healed. He believed what Jesus said, he obeyed him, and he went home, and the little boy was healed. Then, well, the next miracle we saw was Jesus, he met this, this man who had been sick by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, and he was lame. Needed someone to let him in the pool so that he could be healed. But Jesus heals him in much the same way. He just tells him, get up, take up your bed, and walk. So the man does. He, he does what Jesus has said. He believes Jesus' word, and he does it, and he's healed. We see this pattern. Both of these miracles, Jesus spoke, the person believed, and they were healed. But this upset the Jewish people because this second miracle was done on the Sabbath. This is the first time we see in the Gospel of John how the Jewish leaders were beginning to become angry with Jesus. In the Gospel of John, it, it brings this forward by, by talking about how Jesus was healing on the Sabbath and they, he was breaking the traditions of men. But then in verse 17, he said something that's even more shocking to these Jewish leaders. He said something that they would consider blasphemous if it were not true. He claims to be equal with God. He calls God his father, and not just his father in the sense that we would say 
God is our father. Just like we would we would say because we've been adopted into his family when we have trusted in Christ, we can say God is our father. But Jesus can say that in a whole different way because he was the divine son of God, the second person of the Trinity who's existed from all eternity. Let's look at what happens here, beginning in verse 17. But Jesus answered them. This is after the miracle, after they, was, they were um, criticizing him because of healing on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father is working until now, and I am working. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he is doing. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that he may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He who does not, he does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is here. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to a resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to a resurrection of judgment. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes to see. We pray that you would speak to us this morning and give me strength. I'm weak, but you are strong. Help me to preach your word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus said, my father is working until now, and I am working. The Jews of the day, they would recognize that the God the Father was working. They would recognize this very fact. They know that even though the text tells us in Genesis chapter 1, that, or in chapter 2, that God rested on the seventh day, they know that he held the universe 
in His hands. He held everything together. If God were to stop His acts of divine providence, of holding the world together, then everything would just fly into chaos. If He did not hold us up by our, give us breath every day, we would all be gone. So the Father is working until now. The Father is always at work. And Jesus says, my Father is working until now, and I am working. Jesus says, just as the Father continues to work, I'm also going to continue to work. And this enraged the Jews. It says they were seeking all the more to kill Jesus. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was calling himself equal with God. He was calling himself the Son of God, making himself equal with God. This passage gets to the identity of who Jesus is. He is the sovereign Lord who spoke the world into existence. He is the Lord God Almighty, the one who deserves all of our worship, all of our allegiance. We owe Him all of our obedience. The Jews didn't want to hear that. And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. Jesus here, he at first said, I'm the, the father, he called God his father. He, he, he claims this divine identity that He is the Son of God, that He is the second person of the Trinity. But at the same time, here in these verses, He's saying He's dependent on the Father. He depends upon Him. He's showing us an example that we need to be dependent on Him as well. He says, I can only do what I see the Father doing. We are dependent upon Jesus. We are dependent upon Him. We should be doing only what we see the Father doing. Only what we see Jesus doing. This is where life comes from. From following Jesus. From doing what He did. From doing what He told us to do. Jesus said, for the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He is doing. And then He says, and greater works than these will He show Him so that you may marvel. In saying that, Jesus was like, you saw that miracle with the little boy that was healed? You saw that miracle where the man who was lame for 38 years was healed and he got up? You're going to see greater things than these. You're going to see greater things, more miraculous things. You're going to be so blown away so that you may marvel. So that they would see Jesus for who He is. So that they would be amazed. Are you amazed by Jesus? Are you blown away by Jesus? Then He says, 
For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. It's an amazing claim that Jesus is making. Jesus says the Father raises the dead. You see a few miracles of Jesus raising someone who who had been dead in the Old Testament. I think the the most one that comes to mind uh, for me is is the one where where uh, he is speaking to Ezekiel the prophet. And he says to him who is standing before this vision, this, uh, this valley of dry bones, and he says, speak to the bones, and the bones, he, he speaks to the bones, he prophesies to them, and they come up and they raise up. The, the bones connect with the sinews, and muscle comes upon them, and skin, and everything, and they become an exceedingly great army. This dry bone valley is turned to an army of people. So as in the same way that the Father raises the dead and gives them life, Jesus here says, so the Son gives life. Notice what connects this with what came before it. Jesus said, and greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives him life, so the Son gives life to all whom he will. He's saying, I can raise the dead. That's the kind of greater miracle that you're going to see than these healings of someone being able to be saved from the point of death or from someone being made who is lame being able to walk. You're going to see me raise the dead. And we see that whenever we get to chapter 11, whenever he raises Lazarus from the dead. Then in verse 22, for the father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son. He's making another claim about who he is. First, he calls God his father. Next, he says that he can raise people from the dead, just like the father. Now he's saying the father judges no one, but he's given all judgment to the son. He's saying, I'm the judge. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm the judge. The Father's not going to be the judge of the last day, but Jesus will be the judge. That's what he's saying. It's amazing. It's shocking that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. This is another statement about his equality with God. He has these divine prerogatives that only belong to God, but yet he says, I'm the judge so that you may honor the Son just as the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He, who does, not come in, he does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. What Jesus here is make, making in it is an exclusive claim. He says, if you don't honor the Son, you don't honor the Father. Many different people claim to believe in God. They say, oh, I believe in God. Islam. They say, oh, we believe in God. We believe in Allah. God. But they reject the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. They say, 
No, he was just a, a prophet. Maybe, maybe the greatest prophet other than Muhammad. But no, they didn't really reject the fact that he's God. Jesus here says, if you reject the Son, you don't have the Father either. And the Jewish people, if they were rejecting Jesus, if they were rejecting the Messiah, they don't have the Father either. That's a radical claim. We don't worship the same God as the Jews. You know that? Because they reject the Son. They reject the Son and they don't have the Father either, according to what Jesus says. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Here he's talking about his divine prerogative as the judge. He has just said the Father has given him to judge every thought, every thing that we can do. And he says, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment. There is a judgment coming someday. There is a payday someday. We will all stand before the judgment seat. Yet, Jesus says these words, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Look at the pattern there. Hears my word and believes in him who sent me. What happened with that healing miracle where the man heard Jesus say, your son lives? What did the man do? He heard Jesus' words and he believed what Jesus said. What happened with the man who was by the pool, who was sick for 38 years? He heard Jesus' words and he believed what he said and he got up and he walked. The same kind of thing we see here. He who, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. We are saved by hearing Jesus' word and believing Jesus' word. Believing in him who sent Jesus. It says we have eternal life. It doesn't say, we'll get eternal life. It says, believes in him who sent me has eternal life. Already possessors of eternal life. If you have believed in the Son, if you're trusting in him alone, if you believe what he says, you have eternal life. It's already begun. You already possess it, according to what Jesus says here. He does not come into judgment. That judgment that is coming one day, that payday someday, Jesus here says, that one who believes in him does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. And Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. There can be multiple ways that this is taken. One, later on in this book, Jesus 
speaks to a dead man and he walks out of his tomb. Lazarus. He says, an hour is coming and is now here. This is in the ministry of Jesus. Already present here. An hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. But there's another sense in this. Spiritual life. We are all born in sin, born sinful. Ephesians tells us that we are dead in our trespasses and sins until Jesus comes and makes us alive. And what Jesus may have been talking about here was an hour is coming when the dead, those who are spiritually dead apart from Him, will hear the voice of the Son of God, believe Him, And will live. They will have life eternal given to them. Jesus says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. Just as the Father raises the dead, so the Son can give life, spiritual life, to those who believe on him. He has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. This word term, son of man, this is Jesus' favorite way of of referring to himself, the son of man. You see it all over Scripture, all over the Gospels. Jesus calls himself the son of man. What does this mean? It goes back to Daniel chapter 7, whenever it says the son of man will sit before the ancient of days and the ancient of days gives him a kingdom that will never, ever end. Jesus here is claiming he has the authority to execute judgment because he's that one that Daniel talked about who would receive a kingdom and power that would never, ever end. Jesus is saying, you read about that? That's me. Do not marvel at this, Jesus says, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. This, I think, is talking about real physical death. When all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment, there is one day coming a general resurrection where every person who has ever lived, whether they've done good or done evil, will be raised from the dead. Jesus will speak and we will all be raised from the dead. And then he will separate the sheep from the goats. Those who have done good. If you're looking at just those who have done good, the Psalms tell us there is none good. There is no one good. We have all gone astray. We have all like sheep gone astray and done our own thing. Those who have done good are only those who Jesus says before, do not come into judgment because we believed His Word and in Him who sent Him. Those who have done good to a resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. There is coming a payday someday. Those who have done evil will be raised from the dead for a judgment. 
Christian eschatology, Christian end times teaching is all about the resurrection of the dead. We will be raised from the dead to this resurrection of life or resurrection of judgment. Those who experience the resurrection of the judgment will be raised and have physical bodies where they go to a place of torment forever, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. It is not just some spiritual existence of suffering. It is physical pain forever and ever and ever. That's what Jesus is saying here. When all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out, those who have done good to a resurrection of life and those who have done evil to a resurrection of judgment. All this that we've looked at today comes down to this. Jesus is saying who He is. He is the Son of God. He has the authority to raise the dead. And He is the judge of all who will ever live. We will all be raised from the dead on that judgment day, on that general resurrection judgment day. Will we be ready? Do we believe what Jesus said? Are we trusting in our own goodness? Are we trusting in our own works? Are we trusting that, oh, I've been a good person, I give to philanthropic causes, I give a lot to charity? Will we be trusting in our own goods, good deeds? The Bible says there are none good. The only way to escape that judgment is by trusting in Jesus' righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Don't trust in your emotions, a feeling just so close to Jesus, because our emotions can deceive us. Trust in the person of Jesus, who is God, who will be our judge, and who gave his life so that we could live. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.